What's up, everybody? How's it going? I felt like some country music. I go from genre to genre from time to time. That's how I roll. I don't really know if I picked the right one. I, I don't know. You guys help me with this. Listen to this. I just don't know. I want to bop. I want to be bop. You want sex? And that's how you ask for it? The Hansons be bop. Let's stop this right now, Ash. We're going to start over. We're going to find a good song and we're going to start over. Let's go, Ash. Rewind. Cool country music. Reba McIntyre. She was twenty. She thought she was ready. Now she's not so sure. What happened to country music today? I don't get what they're singing about. What are they writing about? Makes no sense. What she's living for. Now she's Here we go. Boom, 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 boom. American women went back to school in droves to get their diplomas and degrees after this song was released. Women held up those degrees at her concerts when she sang those songs. Yes, there's life out there. Every day you wake up and you make a choice. Run life or let it run you. Reba McIntyre is iconic. Here we go. Boom, 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 boom. Four. Huh. What's up, everybody? How's everybody doing? We are good over here at the East West Grind Podcast. Welcome to our 28th episode. 2-8. Alright, what do we got in the hopper today, friends? We got some politics. More dumb shit. Gossip. And of course, we got our asshole of the week. And much, much more on this newly released, fresh, fresh episode of the East West Grind Podcast. Let's get into it, guys. Oh, and uh, congratulations to my niece Kaylee for graduating with a double major in whatever it's going to take to be the next Dexter. Kudos, Kim. All right, guys. Let's get into it. All riggedy right. Before we get into today's show, let's remind everyone about this fantastic company, Body and Soul Botanica. 
I am so excited to shout out the East West Grind's very first sponsor at Body and Soul Botanica. Body and Soul features all natural plant-based products that are not only good for your body and soul, so can their bath products that they sell too. Trust me, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. But not only are the products at Body and Soul good for your body and soul, they smell good too. Makes you feel all mentholated and you can feel like the new red blood cells forming like a good long stretch in the morning. Just all that fresh goodness running through your body all, you know, stretching like that. And I'm not playing. It is rejuvenating. This Miracle Sports Cream changed my life, you guys. And listen, those that know me know that I don't put my name on or behind shit products. I don't do it. So don't come knocking. This is me being real with you guys. Body and Soul Miracle Sports Cream has made a positive impact on my life and in my healing process. And most of you guys know that I broke my ankle a few months back. And after the staples were, were removed, I started to rub the Body and Soul Miracle Cream on my foot, my ankle, around the area. And in five days, five days, my swelling was 90% gone. The blood was circulating through my leg and my ankle, and my injured leg was back to the color of the good leg. You follow me? It's it's been elevated, but there's very little edema or swelling. And as I said last week, my doctor told me I was healing at a faster rate than some people he'd seen. Same injury, half my age. Half! Dinez and I were looking at each other like, What's the difference? What can it be? The only thing different that we added was the Miracle Sports Cream from Body and Soul Botanica. So if you're having aches and pains in your shoulder, your knees, your lower back, or you're just coming out of the house and getting active again in your community as COVID you know, starts to lighten up, whatever, I give you my word, my friends, Body and Soul Miracle Sports Cream and products can change your life. I know because I experienced it firsthand. This Miracle Sports Cream is hemp-based. It has 11 herbal extracts that go beyond CBD to actually, you know, help your body heal itself from within, as Mother Nature intended. And check this out, guys. We have an exclusive deal for East-West Grind listeners. Go to www.bodysoulbotanica.com. We'll have the link in the show notes. But enter promo code EASTWESTGRIND at the checkout and get 20% off your entire order. Take advantage of that 20%, you guys. I did. I ordered some for the Fan 5. We got some coming for Mama D and Lisa out there in South Kakalaki. We sent some to the General out there in Washington State. Everyone you know can benefit from this cream, you guys. This offer is exclusive to my loyal fans, guys. Take advantage of it. Don't let pain stop you from living your best life. Get this Miracle Sports Cream. Your body will thank you. And uh, it helps support this podcast so we can bring you, you know, straight shit talk every week. Once again, guys, use promo code EASTWESTGRIND at BodySoulBotanica.com and get that 20% off your entire order. Thanks, guys. A bazinga! Good stuff, you guys. I promise you. Let's get into politicians real quick. Do you guys know who Katie Porter is? Yes? No? 
Here's a clip real quick. So where we left off was this woman had, and I apologize, you're going to need to follow orally. She had $2,425 a month. She rents a one-bedroom apartment. She and her daughter sleep together in the same room. In Irvine, California, that average one-bedroom apartment is going to be $1,600. She spends $100 on utilities. Take away the $1,700, and she has net $725. She's like me. She drives a 2008 minivan and has gas. $400 for car expenses and gas. Net $325. The Department of Agriculture says a low-cost food budget, that is ramen noodles, a low food budget is $400. That leaves her $77 in the red. She has a cricket cell phone, the cheapest cell phone she can get for $40. She's in the red, $117 a month. She has after-school childcare because the bank is open during normal business hours. That's $450 a month. That takes her down to negative $567 per month. My question for you, Mr. Diamond, is how should she manage this budget shortfall while she's working full-time at your bank? I, uh, I don't know that all your numbers are accurate. That number is a start, is it generally a starter job? She is a starting employee. She has a six-year-old child. Okay, and, this is her and, first job. You can get those jobs at a high school, and she may have my job one day. So she, she may, but Mr. Diamond, she doesn't have the ability right now to spend your $31 million. I'm totally sympathetic. She's short 567. I'm, what would you suggest she do? I, I don't know. I'd have to think about that. Would you recommend that she take out a J.P. Morgan Chase credit card and run a deficit? I don't know. I'd have to think about it. Would you recommend that she overdraft at your bank and be charged overdraft fees? I don't know. I'd have to think about it. So... I know you have a lot of... I'd love to call up and have a conversation about her financial affairs and see if we can be helpful. See if you can find a way for her to live on less than the minimum that I've described. Just be helpful. Well, I appreciate your desire to be helpful, but what I'd like you to do is provide a way for families to make ends meet so that little kids who are six years old living in a one-bedroom apartment with their mother aren't going hungry at night because they're $567 short from feeding themselves, clothing them. We allow no money for clothing. We allow no money for school lunches. We allow no money for field trips, no money for medical, no money for prescription drugs, nothing. And she's short $567 already. Mr. Diamond, you know how to spend $31 million a year in salary, and you can't figure out how to make up a $567 a month shortfall. This is a budget problem you cannot solve. God, I love that woman. She's a single mother, if I'm not mistaken, came out of an abusive relationship, got her law degree, and is a badass congresswoman for the 45th District in California. She's who Reba was singing about in the beginning of the show. Anyways, this is what we pay our elected officials to do, no? Get up there, call those CEOs on the carpet, and ask them why they're burning the middle class and poor to make crazy profits for and salaries for themselves. This lady right here, Katie Porter, right? Katie Porter. What's Big Marge doing, Republicans? She ain't working like Katie Porter's working, that's for damn sure. And side note, CNN and all you other news sources, you're giving way too much coverage to Marjorie Taylor uh, Greene and her crazy. Trump turned that shit into free publicity 2015, 2016. And that's just what Big Marge and Gates are doing. Dial it back, you guys. I'm tired of laughing at her. And she's either acting crazy or she's crazy crazy. Either way, something's got to be done. Now she's comparing the Holocaust to wearing masks. She ain't all there. Anyways, 
Katie Porter's going to run for president someday, and I hope she does, because I'll vote for her. Next up, we got Paul Ryan. He's back in the game. Paul Ryan, who was a powerful Republican politician before Trump took over the party. But like I said in past episodes, Paul Ryan wasn't having any part of the Trump heist. He left. And about a month or two ago, we here at The Grind called for the Republican Party to go dust off Paul Ryan and put him at the head of the party with Adam Kinzinger. Here's that clip from March 4th, 2021. That episode of the East West Grind podcast. BRB. And I've been saying this for a very long time. If the Republican Party is ever going to have a chance to stand toe-to-toe in political races again, they better go and dust off former Speaker Paul Ryan and get him and Adam Kinzinger and the Jeff Flakes and start to put money behind them. Let them rebuild the political, Republican political party in their images. These guys are respectable men. Yes, that was us in March. It was us. It was us. Check this headline out from May 21st. May 21st. 2021. And of course, I'll put the links in the notes. But here's the headline. Paul Ryan to headline fundraiser for anti-Trump Republican Adam Kinzinger. You're welcome, Republican Party. One of you guys is listening to my show. Thank you, and I'm honored. You guys are the good ones. And good luck, you guys, because you're going to need it. With the riffraff that have been running the Republican Party over the past four years. Godspeed, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, kidding aside, Howard, you are a good friend, and I wish you nothing but happiness. Bazinga, I don't. Sheldon. Double Bazinga, I do. Good luck following that. All right, let's get into some dumb shit. Evangelicals, you guys are on deck. Not all yous, just guys like this. We are actually coming into one of the greatest times in human history. Uh, there's amazing things happening in this nation and across the globe. And, um, you know, uh, the, uh, this administration that we're under right now, it's really not an administration. Uh, uh, there is a Trump administration that's uh, coming back into power very, very quickly. And uh, so many things are going to change. So, look, have faith. Uh, be, uh, be encouraged. Uh, there's a new day coming, not just for this nation, but the nations of the earth. Uh, things are not as they appear. Trust me, they're not as they appear. Uh, there's a lot of things being said here and there. Anybody that stands up for Trump, they're getting bashed, smashed by the uh, liberal MSM, mainstream media. And uh, things are just not as they appear. That is pastor and self-proclaimed prophet Jeff Jansen. Do you guys see the scam yet? Donald Trump is secretly going to take over very soon. That is crazy. Crazy talk. Don't send this guy any money, please. It's a scam. He is whack-a-mole. Out there in Missouri, respect Missouri. Like I said in the past, my pop was uh, born in Missouri. Respectable man, decent man, hardworking man. Drove truck all his life. That's the level of respect that I have for the great state of Missouri and Missourians. But guys, neighbors, remember last year? That couple from Missouri, the lawyers, 
that stood in their driveway with the AK and the handgun pointing them at the protesters walking by. I think the Black Lives Matter protesters, but they're in an upscale neighborhood, locked, gated community, ultra rich, wealthy. Me and you, we don't even go through those gates unless we're delivering mail or catering some shit. The McCluskeys. I'm talking about the McCluskeys. But last year, the McCluskeys, and these guys are still going through some legal shit for this. But these protesters were walking past their house, just walking past, and these lawyers got scared and pulled their guns out. Why? Because black people were walking past your rich white neighborhood? And don't try to deny that's the reason. Not a lot of people live, I'm sorry, not a lot of black people live in the McCluskey neighborhood. You see the problem? So a bunch of black people walking up the street shouting Black Lives Matter was so scary to you guys, you automatically thought, oh my God, the Target Riders. What logical conclusion should one draw if not that? Those Target Riot videos that Fox and OWN and Newsmax they keep playing are of rioters and anarchists and hustlers. And the conservative outlets are calling them Black Lives Matter. But Black Lives Matter ain't the target looters or thieves. Black Lives Matter are just, re- are, are just protesting and walking. Protesters don't steal. Thieves embed themselves in protests and then do illegal shit. And the whole movement is labeled bad people. Hello, Black Lives Matter. I've protested. I've supported Pride events. That's my community. And side note. And you know what I love about supporting and being active in Pride events and in the gay community? The LGBTQRSTV, it's already diverse. There's gay people in every race, in every culture, in every class of society. We already accept everybody because like I said, there's gay folks everywhere. The rainbow flag, it's the original melting pot. When I see other gay people out or, you know, in any race, anything, we could be out at a restaurant, whatever. I give them that like little nod, like, hey, what's up? Same thing, you know, you'd see when there's two motorcycles and they're, they're passing each other, you know, on the opposite ends of the street. And the motorcycle guys will, you know, they'll drop their left arm and the peace sign. It's kind of like a collective, you know, what's up, bro? But it's a, it's a sign of respect. We have it for the gays too. So not only are we the melting pot, the original melting pot, we're fabulous. And uh, here's why. Even though one could never put a price on the pain and suffering this has caused me, one has. Jack, I don't read. I'm read too. Very well. Item one. $500,000 paid to me by you over the next four years, preferably in 50s. Item two. A Shetland pony dyed powder blue to match my eyes. Item three. Powder blue eyes. <laughs> item four. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Blanche. I'm still on item one. 500,000 in 50s? 
I've always been turned on by one Benji Franklin. <laughs> he wasn't afraid to wear his hair up and away from the face. Franklin's on the hundred, you mook. And where do you get off asking me for 500K? Do you know how many times I had to, oh, oh, oh my God, stare, oh, oh, to get that? Well, we did have a contract. I gave you a year of my life so Rosario could stay in the country. I don't think a trust fund and a Corvette is too much to ask for. Are you kidding me with this? I plucked you out of a four-by-four four hovel above a blinking light in Times Square and put you in a six-by-six six maid's quarters on Park Avenue, and this is the thanks I get! <gasps> hey, you got something out of this too, Missy. Who read Valley of the Dolls to your kids every night? <laughs> Who distracted Stan for you on Oyster Tuesdays? <laughs> me. It was me. Now I want my 500,050s! 50s with Ben Franklin on them! <laughs> You should think very carefully about what you're asking for, Miss Girlie Brown. <laughs> You've got a good thing going here, and if you think that you can just shamelessly siphon cash off of a loved one like I'm doing with my husband, you've got another thing coming. I want my money. You ain't getting 88 cents from me, Rose. Very well. I will see you in court. By the way, your boobs look great today. It's a Okay, back to the McCluskeys pointing guns at Black Lives Matter protesters. After the McCluskeys and that, you know, that BLM thing went national, I was in Discovery Bay. And this was right around the election, November 2020. And if you're from the Bay, you know that Disco Bay is similar to where the McCluskeys live in Missouri. Upscale, lake living, lots of retirees. But I'm out there on about 35 different trucks with Trump flags, all lifted, playing country music, hella loud, and yelling, woo, whatever, Trump, yay, Trump. You know, they were doing their thing. Honking their horns, hella noisy. And all the residents came out and cheered and were waving. Do you guys see the problem here? Black kids with their fists in the air, walking through the neighborhood, get the big guns. White boys drinking and driving, screaming Trump, get you to raise your fists in the air for them. Do you see why people think you're racist? I'm willing to bet most people are not, most white people are not racists. So what's the disconnect here? I'll tell you what it is, because I watch and listen to conservative shows and podcasts. Those conservative shows have you so afraid of Black Lives Matter equals black people because the conservative news, in quotes, has convinced you that the rioters and the looters are the Black Lives Matter protesters. Hold on, let's rewind that and play it one more time for our friends. You follow me? Not the same group of people. Not the same group of people. I'll tell you what it is, because I watch and listen to conservative shows and podcasts. Those conservative shows have you so afraid of Black Lives Matter equals black people because the conservative news, in quotes, has convinced you that the rioters and the looters are the Black Lives Matter protesters. 
rioters, looters, Black Lives Matter. It's just not. You see why people are mad? It's a simple disconnect fueled by the trusted conservative media and the politicians and Bongino, Hannity, Tucker, Ben Shapiro, Sebastian Gorka. They're all super wealthy and they're riling up the everyday blue collar worker. And you guys are in a tailspin right now. Look around at your neighbors. You've got black and brown neighbors and extended relatives that are black and brown. You're not racist. Most. You're just afraid and for no fucking reason. Fox News has blue collar Americans in an uproar because some black kids walked through a super rich neighborhood. I can't even walk through a super rich neighborhood. Hell no, I'm not pissed. I'm with these guys. That's that ultra-rich McClutchy, McCluckin, McCluskey neighborhood. Don't let these guys fool you, regular people. And guess what? Out there in Missouri, where the McCluskeys live, Mark McCluskey took off his lawyer suit, put on a farmer's plaid shirt, some jeans, and got his picture taken with the tractor trailer behind him, and he's running for Senate on the values of a farming community. Look at this. When the angry mob came to destroy my house and kill my family, I took a stand against them. Now I'm asking for the privilege to take that stand for all of us. I will never back down. Our nation is under attack. Big tech, big business, the swamp in D.C. are all working together to destroy our God-given freedom, our culture, and our heritage. When was the last time a politician defended you, defended America, stood between you and the mob? We need defenders. But all we get is dividers. Every day they teach us to hate each other. Left versus right, black versus white, rich versus poor. This is a tactic to destroy us. But we are all Americans. We are Missourians. Our nation, our state, our homes are worth defending. Our freedoms are worth defending. I can promise you one thing, that when the mob comes to destroy our homes, our state, and our country, I will defend them. I will never back down. See that? Watch the ad. I'll put it in the show notes. His clothing has changed for this ad. He looks like a farmer. His house in the ad, it's like a little farming house when like six, eight months ago, he's living in a gated mansion community, like Black Hawk, but higher. Come on, man. You don't see the scam yet? And don't forget, all the mob is coming to take your house and he's going to protect you. That's a scare tactic. What's he going to do? I could take him. I mean, the Republican Party takes the blue-collar worker for suckers, man. I hope you guys get it right in Missouri come 2022. I think you're hip to it all. But I'm going to keep my eye on this McClutchy. And I'll keep you guys posted. All right, let's move into gossip. People are still online talking about Candace Owens calling Cardi B a symptom of a sickness in our society. Cardi B said, shut up, bitch. Nobody knows who Candace Owen is outside of American politics. Nobody knows you. And she's right. Cardi B gives concerts all over the world. (laughs) Sorry, Candace. 
Cardi B five, Candace Owens zero. Parlor is back up. Parlor is the conservative version of like Twitter or Facebook. I tried to log in, but it's too much of a hassle. So many ads that send send you into this link that you never clicked. It's dumb. Waste of money, Dan Bongino. Just like your radio show that popped off yesterday. Trash. All right, next, uh, Chris. Uh, here's Chris Cuomo last week. Remember. Rick Santorum, he was our asshole a few weeks ago. Chris Cuomo calls Santorum out on the bullshit he was feeding the youth of America at that young convention for conservatives a few weeks back. Let me play you this. But first, I would the chop with Santorum, and this is the piece of sound uh, that I need to talk to you about right here. If you think about this country, I don't know of any other country in the world that was settled predominantly by people who were coming to practice their faith. They came here because they were not allowed to practice their particular faith in their own country. And so they came here mostly from Europe and they set up a country that was based on Judeo-Christian principles. If you think of other countries like Italy and Greece and China and Turkey and places like that, they've all sort of changed over time. I mean, they've been, they've been there for, cent- for millennia in many cases. And their culture has sort of evolved over time. But not us. We came here and created a blank slate. We we birthed a nation from nothing. I mean, there's nothing here. I mean, yes, we have Native Americans, but but candidly that that there isn't much Native American culture in American culture. Now, Rick, two problems. One, it's not accurate. There is a lot of affect from the native culture on America. Uh, Absolutely. There are a lot of people here who believe in that. And this seemed like you were trying to erase diversity in the interest of some white Christian right. No, 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 no. Just just to be clear, what I was not saying is that Native American culture, I I misspoke. I was was saying what I was talking about is, as you can see from the run up, I was talking about the founding of our country. I'd given a long talk about the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence and the ideas behind those. And that 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 and and I was saying we sort of created that anew, if you will. And and I was. I was not trying to dismiss Native Americans. In fact, I mentioned that because, yes, they were here and they did. Yeah, Rick, you misspoke bullshit. Misspeaking or misspoke is, can you go by Target and pick up my order? Then you get to Target and your order's ready at Walmart. That is misspeaking, Rick Santorum. And you got fired, sir. CNN cut your ass loose. That was a deliberate, what, 30-minute lecture? on how America was basically empty with a few Native Americans on it? Those were young, impressionable people at that conference. Now, how many of those young people left your lecture with the impression that the Founding Fathers stumbled on this land that was virtually empty? Because that's the message you sent. And you know better. 
You're a smart man, sir. This was intentional, and you got busted. Bye, Felicia. Yeah, it's free money to great. It's free money to great. We out here releasing hoes back into the wilderness. You know? Bitch, you are fired. You only want to come around when I feed you. Bitch, you are fired. You always knew that one day... Okay, email real quick. John Bon Jovi to seven sends a DM. You filthy Dems are ruining our country and don't stand with our police or military. Trump will rise, says John. Listen, John, you don't have accurate information, sir. Trump rose once before. We fired him before he could reach his second term. You're fired. 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 And factually, John... We're coming out of ruins under four years of Trump. That is fact. Biden, another Democrat, is cleaning up Trump's mess, another Republican. And in just my lifetime, John, Reagan left a mess. George Big Daddy and George W. all left messes. All Republican presidents and all left middle class messes for the incoming Democratic president to clean up. Those are facts of history, John. They can't be erased. And listen, Dan, Democrats are with the police and are with the military. But now, let me just get something off my chest, John. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say some things. And you're just going to have to deal with it, sir. Because I am not looking for a fight. I'm not looking for trouble. But this needs to be said. Now we got Ronald Green with the police. But this has been... My experience, John, and I have worked in the service industry, mid-level management for 30 years, okay? Multi-unit operator. I've been a director of operations in a startup cannabis operations twice. And where I strategically flipped almost an entire staff and leadership and still brought more transactions and a quarter of a million dollar increase month over month during that flip. And that was just gross, John. Not gross, gross, gross. Before taxes, before labor, before cost of goods, that type of gross. You follow me? Okay, good. Because I've been in the weeds many, many a time. So with all those years and experience under my belt, John, trust me when I say I know people. And here's what I've seen over those 30 plus years. Remember, this is my experience. And just because some are going to, you know, shake their head like, no, 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 this is not true. Bullshit. I lived it. I know it. I experienced it. What is it? It is white men are afraid of black men. Calm down. I'm not saying every white man and certainly not the guys from my neighborhood. Those dudes were not afraid of anyone or anything. What I'm saying is that the general population of probably hundreds of thousands of people I served over 30 years, the vast majority of the white men were afraid of getting into an altercation with a black man. The white guys involved in a uh, confrontation with a black man either shut their mouths or would talk shit as their car was passing by. See, black men, again, over 30 plus years, They just don't give a fuck if a fight's going to break off. I've seen it. I've seen a black dude take a bite out of his taco and go beat the other guy's ass at the table across the dining area. And if you're thinking, oh, why didn't you stop it? 
What the fuck am I going to do? I'm 5'1", buck 50. Shit, 250 back then. But I wasn't getting involved in that shit. That's what we have the police for. Nobody wants to abolish the police department, John. Just FYI. I don't know how that started, but I don't know. I don't know any high-ranking state or national Democrat that is ta- uh, taking that shit seriously. Everyone knows we need the police for stories just like I'm telling right now. So black dudes, if they fight, if they have to fight, they fight. Now white dudes, they get into some stomach bumping matches with other white dudes and talk shit in each other's face like, you want to fight? You want to go outside? Let's fight. And that always ends up in the wives fighting and the husbands looking around and laughing. These are facts. Ladies, women are such caretakers, but ladies, let these men fight their own battles. Let them go to jail. Let them get their asses kicked. Don't be the fall guy for this 15-year-old nonsense. What's wrong in your life if you're getting into fights at a restaurant? I don't get it, John. Everybody likes food. That's a happy place. Hold it. This is getting confusing. You didn't always hate each other. There had to be some nice moments during the courtship, maybe. Or the wedding. The wedding had to be fun. You get the decorations, families coming together. That's a nice moment. What'd you have to eat? Crab cakes. Are you kidding me? Crab cakes? How do you not have a good time eating crab crab cakes? cakes. I love them. They're phenomenal. Did you have a band? Yeah. Good or bad? Who gives a shit? It's a great band. It's a bad band. It's like pizza, baby. It's good no matter what. There's music in the air. All right, let's give a quick shout out to our sponsors today. All right, guys, before we get into our asshole of the week, let's remind all our listeners all over the globe, I might add, about Body and Soul Botanica. Folks, your miracle sports cream has contributed to me being weeks ahead of schedule in the healing process with my ankle. I'm convinced of it. And I am so, so happy to have found this product. So don't forget, guys, when you go place your order over there at the website, enter promo code EASTWESTGRIND for that 20% off. And with that 20% off, when you place your order, I'd suggest trying their eye cream. I got that stuff too. It gives you that fresh, alive feeling. The scent of the eye cream I'm talking about. I mean, it's right there by your nose, under your eye. You can't miss it. But you just want to take those like super duper deep breaths and exercise those lungs with all that fresh goodness. Like how you feel in the morning with that first good, good stretch. Get that eye cream, my friends. You can check them out at www.bodysoulbotanica.com. Go check them out. It's been so great. It's reasonably priced. And remember though, you get what you pay for applies to everything. But not only is Body and Soul Botanica Miracle Sports Cream reasonably priced, it is good for your soul, man. And remember guys, Body and Soul Botanica Miracle Sports Cream has 11 11 all natural herbs, including CBD and all those combined, all those herbs combined. This sports cream goes beyond the power of just CBD. Give it a shot. One more time, guys, www.bodysoulbotanica.com promo code East West grind for that 20% off. It's helping my lower back. I mean, I've been sitting all day for almost two months, right? With this busted ass ankle. 
Makes sense that I'd start to have a sore back. So Dinez has been putting it on my lower back, this uh, Miracle Sports Cream, and I'm golden. It works, you guys. All right, let's get into the Asshole of the Week segment. When you picture an asshole, just what do you see? A fedora-clad guy with a stupid goatee? Or maybe an eye banker straight from the 80s who screams in his cell phone and drives a Mercedes? A frat guy who reeks of deodorant smell? That fucker named Tucker who wants beer in hell? Yes, these are all assholes, the biggest around. But you needn't look hard for some more to be found. And it's a woman. Yep. And that pisses me off on its face. A woman asshole of the week. Listen for yourself. Americans across this country are facing crisis after crisis. Just think, in just over a year ago, in early 2020, our economy was booming, our standing in the world was strong, we had just rebuilt our nation's military, and our communities and families were thriving. Here we are, a little over one year later, in just over 100 days, President Biden and Speaker Pelosi have dismantled that foundation, and the American people are paying the price. That was Elise Stefanik. Who is Elise Stefanik? Good question. I hope I'm saying her name right. I know you were thinking it, though. You know, who is she? Elise Stefanik is the representative from New York that took over for ultra-conservative Liz Cheney as the third-ranking Republican in Congress. But what Liz Stefanik said in the clip earned her her asshole of the week title. Our economy was booming. Yes, for the very wealthy, like Miss Stefanik, not for the middle class, not for the poor people of our country. And please don't email me with, oh, the 401k is on fire. Because unless you're about to cash your shit in, that don't mean shit. The middle class shrunk under Trump. Most families in the poor and middle class and over the past five years, have had to combine households with other family members. Three and four generations are sharing homes just to pay rent and bills. What else did Ms. Stefanik say? She said our standing in the world was strong. No, it wasn't. Our allies, which are other Democratic-led nations, were looking at us like we were crazy under Trump. Trump treated them, the allies, like they were the red-headed stepchildren. And he treated the dictators of the world like they were all old friends. And the dictators were laughing at his ass. He was a freshman in a school of seniors. That's just a fact. And these dictators are schooled in politics and treaties and rules. And Trump couldn't even keep a casino float. Three bankrupt casinos. How do you, how do you bankrupt one casino, let alone three? That's a terrible businessman, fool. A terrible businessman. So no, our standing in the world wasn't sweet. Ms. Thang also said Trump rebuilt the military. And our communities were thriving. Our communities were not thriving. Farmers under the Trump administration had filed bankruptcy at a rate higher than the past 20 years. We had to bail them out because of Trump's trade wars. And that's just one industry. And what did he do for our military? Not a damn thing. Do you know how much of your tax dollars go to the military? And I'm not complaining. I think the military should get a great salary and have great health care benefits. Forever, as veterans. 
but we pay almost $700 billion, with a B, to our military per year. We were not depleted. That's just what he told people, and they bought it. If our military was so depleted, why then hasn't uh, any of our enemy countries that are, you know, they're against democracy, why haven't they taken us over yet, like Crimea, if we're that vulnerable? I'm just asking. And listen, Miss Stefanik is quoted when she took over for Liz Cheney, but she was quoted as saying, I don't agree with Liz Cheney on much, but I give her credit for having the courage of her conviction. What Miss Stefanik is saying is that she doesn't have any courage and any convictions because she will get up on national TV and push the lies fed to her by her Republican colleagues. Liz Cheney's like, hell no, I'm not going down like that. Trump is full of shit, and so is our asshole of the week, Miss Stefanik. Get your shit together, sister. The young women and women of all ages in our country are watching you sell these lies to the American people. Get your shit together, girl. All right, guys, I am out of here once again. But wait. This show is powered by you, the people. And as we push forward in speaking truth to power on both sides, and you guys know me, I don't care who it is, if you're a politician and you're sideways, guess what? I'm going to call you out on your shit to my listeners, the voters of America. So don't uh, act crazy. And don't do crazy shit and you're good. And as we've been talking about these past few episodes, we're starting to scale up here at the East West Grind. So here's what I need from you, my people. We need you to like and share and subscribe to this podcast. If you're feeling us and what we're trying to do here, do us that solid and share it with your friends and your family and your social media. And if you have that MAGA family member that you love so very much, but aren't talking to them because of this past president and how he's wedged his tail into your family unit. I get it. Do me this favor, guys. Share this podcast with them, too. They'll get it because I get them. Follow me. And we're going to get into a... We're going to go down a different road today on our way out, guys. We're going to go on a rant. A well-deserved rant, I might add. Side note, I just picked this song because it reminded me of the 80s and it was awesome. It has no meaning of any crazy or anything. I'm just... See? Do you feel it? Just bob back and forth. I'm just... Boom. Boom. You know what I mean? I'm just going like that with it. Anyways... Bonus segment, listen to the little guy right here. It's time to stand and honor the great heroes of New York. The greatest chapters of New York are yet to be written. And as your governor, 
Let's write the greatest comeback story ever. That was Andrew Giuliani. Yes, Crazy Rudy's son. Running for governor of New York. Look at the video. It looks like it was made on an iPhone by a 16-year-old gamer from the 80s. Maybe the 90s. It's terrible and it's cheap. Just like Andrew and his father. Rudy. He has no chance for governor or at governor. Everyone in in New York is on to his father and Trump's attempted heist. They know, fool. Respectfully. New York overwhelmingly voted for Hillary Clinton in 2016. And she was born in Chicago. Trump was born in New York. But that's how hip New Yorkers were to Trump and Giuliani. Remember... Remember how I told you like, I don't know, 12 episodes ago about how Oakland and San Francisco came out by the tens of thousands when Kamala Harris announced she was running for president? That's what a state does when one of their own runs for president. But New York was like, nah, we're good. We'll vote for Hillary. And that wasn't a red flag for people. Now, to take this back to Giuliani, and don't give me, oh, Mayor Giuliani, 9-11, bing, bang, boom, bullshit. He just happened to be mayor on 9-11. Mayors don't do shit, respectfully. There are congresswomen and congressmen and governors and senators and all kinds of higher-ranking elected officials and their teams above a mayor. They told Rudy, you're getting money for this, that, and the other. Rudy just got on TV and said, we're going to do this and that and the other, and we're going to make New York great. He didn't know what the fuck he was doing with that attack on America and in New York. He was a small lawyer. The funding and direction came from the top. Good, bad, and ugly. And there's been ugly. And before we get into the ugly, because like I said, there's there's ugly on 9-11. Let's give some love. Uh, to our sponsors over at Body and Soul Botanica. Truth. All right, guys, before we move into the next segment, love and respect to today's sponsors over at Body and Soul Botanica. That's www.bodysoulbotanica.com. Their miracle sports cream hasn't just helped in the healing process with my ankle. I use it on my shoulders and on my knee, my lower back. It's amazing. So to all my working class listeners out there, the retail workers, the service industry workers, the mechanics, the utility workers, the truckers, and I come from a long, long line of truck drivers, from my grandfather to my father, my brothers, my nephews, I know the beat down all those industries do to one's body throughout the day and over the years. Climbing up the PG&E poles, getting under the hoods of those cars and trucks, hauling Those trailers cross country to make sure Americans have everything they need to survive. I know what that does to your body. I spent 30 years running around on concrete, hustling to make ends meet too. And as you age, those aches and pains creep up seemingly like overnight. But check this out. You don't have to sit in the pain and discomfort anymore. Give the body and soul Miracle Sports Cream a try. It's a mixture of 11 all-natural herbs, including CBD. CBD is the non-psychoactive ingredient derived from hemp or Delta-9-THC, tetrahydrocannabinol, followed by a heavy, 
heavy dash of straight up love to help take whatever is ailing you away. Don't forget to tell them guys that Christine from the East West Grind sent you by entering promo code East West Grind for 20% off. Again, www.bodysoulbotanica.com and promo code East West Grind. I'd never send you guys on a wild goose chase. You know that about me. Give this Miracle Sports Cream a try and let me know how it works out for you at info at eastwestgrind.com. Peace out, y'all. I seriously love this product, you guys. One of my very best friends is an ink tech, so she works with her hands like 8 to 10 hours a day. She jumped on it, and she said it works for her, too. She got a bottle for her house and a bottle for her desk at work. This Miracle Sports Cream, guys, from Body and Soul. It's the real deal. Okay, back to the the good, the bad, and the ugly with 9-11. And like I said a few minutes ago, there was some ugly. John Stewart had to get in there and bring attention to the fact that the the first responders of 9-11 were being treated like shit. I'm going to play the full nine-minute clip while I go ice this leg up. And you guys check out the uh, the John Stewart. But this is a 9-11 commission on Capitol Hill. See you in a bit. I want to thank Mr. Collins and Mr. Naylor for putting this together. But uh, as I sit here today, I can't help but think what an incredible metaphor this room is for the entire process that getting health care and benefits for 9-11 first responders has come to. Behind me, a filled room of 9-11 first responders and in front of me, a nearly empty Congress. Sick and dying, they brought themselves down here to speak to no one. It's shameful. It's an embarrassment to the country, and it is a stain on this institution. And you should be ashamed of yourselves for those that aren't here, but you won't be. Because accountability doesn't appear to be something that occurs in this chamber. We don't want to be here. Lou doesn't want to be here. None of these people want to be here. But they are, and they're not here for themselves. They're here to continue fighting for what's right. Lou's going to go back for his 69th chemo. The great Ray Pfeiffer would come down here his body riddled with cancer and pain, where he couldn't walk. And the disrespect shown to him and to the other lobbyists on this bill is utterly unacceptable. You know, I used to get, I I would be so angry at the latest injustice that's done to these men and women. And, uh, you know, another business card thrown our way uh, as a way of, of shooing us away. Like children, trick-or-treating, rather than the heroes that they are and will always be. Ray would say, calm down, Johnny, calm down. I got all the cards I need. And he would tap his pocket.
where he kept the prayer cards of 343 firefighters. The official FDNY response time to 9-11 was five seconds. Five seconds. That's how long it took for FDNY, for NYPD, for Port Authority, for EMS, to respond to an urgent need from the public. Five seconds. Hundreds died in an instant. Thousands more poured in to continue to fight for their brothers and sisters. The breathing problem started almost immediately, and they were told they weren't sick, they were crazy. And then, as the illnesses got worse and things became more apparent, well, okay, you're sick, but it's not from the pile. And then, when the science became irrefutable, okay, it's the pile. But this is a New York issue. I don't know if we have the money. And I'm sorry if I sound angry and undiplomatic, but I'm angry, and you should be too, and they're all angry as well, and they have every justification to be that way. There is not a person here, there is not an empty chair on that stage that didn't tweet out, never forget the heroes of 9-11, never forget their bravery, never forget what they did, what they gave to this country. Well, here they are. And where are they? And it would be one thing if their callous indifference and rank hypocrisy were benign, but it's not. Your indifference costs these men and women their most valuable commodity. Time. It's the one thing they're running out of. This should be flipped. This hearing should be flipped. These men and women should be up on that stage and Congress should be down here answering their questions as to why this is so damn hard and takes so damn long. And why no matter what they get, something's always pulled back and they got to come back. Mr. Johnson, you, you, you made a point earlier, and it was one that we have heard over and over again in these halls, and I, I, I couldn't help but to answer to it, which was, you said, look, you know, you guys are obviously heroes, and 9-11 was a big deal, but, you know, we have a lot of stuff here to do, and, uh, you know, we've got to make sure there's money for a variety of uh, uh, disasters, hurricanes and tornadoes, but this wasn't a hurricane, and this wasn't a tornado, and by the way, that's your job anyway. We can't fund these programs, you can Setting aside that no American in this country should face financial ruin because of uh, a health issue, certainly 9-11 first responders shouldn't have to decide whether to live or to have a place to live. 
And the idea that you can only give them five more years of the VCF because you're not quite sure what's going to happen five years from now. Well, I can tell you, I'm pretty sure what's going to happen five years from now. More of these men and women are going to get sick and they are going to die. And I am awfully tired of hearing that it's a a 9-11 New York issue. Al-Qaeda didn't shout death to Tribeca. They attacked America and these men and women and their response to it is what brought our country back. It's what gave a reeling nation a solid foundation to stand back upon, to remind us of why this country is great, of why this country is worth fighting for. And you are ignoring them. And you can end it tomorrow. Why this bill isn't unanimous consent and a standalone issue is beyond my comprehension. And I have yet to hear a reasonable explanation for why. It'll get stuck in some transportation bill or some appropriations bill and get sent over to the Senate where a certain someone from the Senate will use it as a political football to get themselves maybe another new import tax on petroleum. Because that's what happened to us in 2015. And we won't allow it to happen again. Thank God for people like John Field. Thank God for people like Ray Pfeiffer. Thank God for all of these people who will not let it happen. They responded in five seconds. They did their jobs with courage, grace, tenacity, humility. 18 years later, do yours. Thank you. Yeah, that was John Stewart on Capitol Hill. He's a Democrat, by the way. And so is every blue-collar worker in America. They just don't know it. Because most blue-collar people, blue-collar workers, they'll stay blue-collar until the end of their lives. And that's just above water. Some not even just above. Most people can't live out their retirement years on just above water. Don't we want a government that's going to help our most vulnerable? That is the Democratic Party, my friends. And listen, if this is about gays and the Bible and transgender people, get over it. We're all just people. Nobody tells you how to live your life. Don't try and tell people how to live their lives. No harm, no foul. Foul, harm, consequences. So stay out of people's personal lives and decisions. I want that. You want that. And guess what? So does everybody else. That's fair, right? Be reasonable. Let's be reasonable. All right, we're back to Rudy as the mayor of New York when 9-11 happened. Because that's where we were before, you know, I went on that Jon Stewart rant. Anyways, let's use Ro Khanna and the mayor of Fremont for this next example. But spending. Ro Khanna. You don't think Ro Khanna knows that Lily May, 
the mayor of Fremont, is going to need billions to get Fremont back into shape had a 9-11 hit Fremont? Everybody has a budget to maintain and somebody to answer to. So, of course, Ro Khanna knows the gentrification and projects going on in Fremont after such an event. And uh, speaking of gentrification, it's been hard watching Fremont scale up with technology. Fremont was all farms when my parents were kids. It kind of, it was kind of still like that when I was a kid. And again, I'm not that old. 51 ain't shit. Technology has just evolved super fast. I'd play video games on Atari any day of the week before I'd play it on a PS, you know, 329. But back to Fremont. The movie house on Fremont Boulevard's all boarded up. Fremont Boulevard looks disgusting. Mayor May, what's going on on that side of the street? My parents used to go on dates when they were students at Irvington High School and at that theater. Me and my brothers and sisters would go to that theater as teens and watch the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Remember that? It's just a jump to the left. Put your hands on your hips. See? Anyways, that was an 80s thing. Maybe 90s, I don't know. But 80s, that was my jam. And uh, yeah, it's been quite the experience watching this all the change happen in Fremont. At first, you want to fight it. You're like, what the fuck is happening here and there? Where's the old this and that? Bowling alleys are gone. Roller skating's gone. But you know, it's the price of living in the hub of technology that is Silicon Valley. It's evolving quickly. Anyways, back to Ro Khanna. That'll get you back into Rudy and Trump, if you follow me. You got it? If you don't, rewind, my friends. It's all good. Okay, so uh, Ro Khanna and all them, knowing about billion-dollar moves a mayor may would have to make representing Fremont. Of course they'd know. They authorized funding to rebuild infrastructure and for a disaster like a 9-11. That all comes from the top down. Just like a corporation, right? President and CEO of Chick-fil-A is Dan Cathy. President and CEO of America, currently, is Joe Biden. Make sense? You can't shoot anyone in America, you go to jail. You steal envelopes at work, you get fired. Make sense? Good. I mean, we have rules in the country. And rules for our jobs, right? And now, do you like your job? Do they pay you enough for the work that you do? If your answer is no, you work for a Donald Trump type of corporation. That means all the money the corporations make stays mostly at the top. The CEOs, the VPs, all of those guys make sweet, sweet six and seven figure salaries. And bonuses? Forget about it. Millions every quarter, every three months. For what? What do they do? They don't do shit. It's who they know, mostly. Meanwhile, the workers doing all the back-breaking hard work, sore backs and shit, 
you just get enough to scrape by. And everybody, most, has worked for that CEO at some point. And I'm sorry, again, to break it to you, but historically, that has been Donald Trump's business model, going back to his grandfather. Why did anyone think he'd change as a president? I don't know, to answer my own question. But history is written. It happened already. The articles and interviews and lawsuits and scandals from those times are a quick Google search away. Sorry, not sorry. We're talking 70s, 80s. Are we to believe that those stories were written in anticipation of him running for president some 35 years down the road just to harm his president, his presidency? Is that how dumb he believes America is? And if you're a blue-collar worker, look at your life right now, respectfully. Has a Donald Trump presidency backed by crazy Rudy till the end or until Rudy flips because Rudy's still in some shit. Birds of a feather, my friends. But is your life better? I'd say no. And here's a blue-collar story of proof that the working stiff got shit on by Donald Trump's presidency. How did Trump shit on the working class? Trump's policies squeezed programs that helped people on fixed incomes stay healthier. What does that look like, you ask? Here's an example. A couple years before the pandemic hit, I'd go to the gym every morning over on Falwell Drive. City Sport used to be one of the old synodomes. Anyways, I'd left the day-to-day grind of the, uh, the service industry, so I was figuring myself out which path I want to go on. That's why I went to the real estate school and got my license, and I was like, ah, I don't like all this you know, cold-calling bullshit. It's not my style. I'm from the service industry, man. I can't sit for very long. I got to be like doing 10 different things at once. Move, move, move. And having said that, quick side note, it's been super hard some days not being able to walk and do multiple things at once with this ankle and brace. But, um, you know, we're rolling with it, Dinez and I, and that's just, you know, that's made it easier. But we're almost, you know, through that hurdle. I'm almost back on my feet. Word to the wise, my friends, never take your legs and feet for granted. You never know. Thanks for all the emails and messages, my friends. All right, where were we? We're at the gym on Farwell after I stopped working and real estate wasn't my thing. But I'd go and spend my mornings in the gym swimming and talking to the older girls, getting their pool walking in. I get in their aqua classes and these ladies were like, and these gentlemen, but they were in like their 60s and 70s. So to them, I was like a kid. But I talked shit to the older guys who were running the older girls around. I'd be like, hey, sir, don't be mean. I'm going to go get the manager. They'd scuffle off all pissed off and mumbling and shit. The older girls, when I was headed to the showers, would raise their fists at me and say, you're our hero. I'd chuckle at them and wave and keep on trucking. But sometime into the Trump presidency, I noticed some of the girls hadn't been to the pool or their aqua classes. And I'd run into one of the ladies shopping at Rayleigh's down there on Paseo. And I'd say, hey, where's this lady and where's this lady? 
And she said their Medicaid or Medicare, whatever it was, doesn't cover the gym anymore. That benefit to the elderly paying the gym membership to keep them, you know, young and mobile was cut from the program. December 6, 2018, ABC News, and I'll put it in the, you know, I'll put the article in the show notes, of course. Article headline, seniors outraged over cuts to gym program. Why do you do that? Why did we do this to elderly people? Why were we okay with this? What do you think? You're not going to get old? Please. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is what cuts look like in government. And as I've said at the beginning of this rant and many times, I am sorry to tell you this, friends, that is a Trump CEO. CEOs cut costs. And in government, cutting costs, cost to community programs is people. Hello. A Biden CEO or presidency has brought those programs back. And I believe this is one of his first EOs, if not his first executive order. But Biden-Harris restored Medicare or, and Medicaid benefits to seniors that the Obama presidency set. Biden did that. But how many elderly people did we lose over the past five years that didn't have to die under this past president because they didn't have the quality health care they needed? How many? How many seniors and SSI recipients are swapping blood pressure pills or insulin pills, gucaflage, because their Medicare don't pay for that no more after Trump, you know, butchered the budget. And you know what? Seniors work their whole lives, raise families, put into the system, and at some point can't physically work anymore. And this is how we repay them? What kind of leadership is that? What kind of government do we want to have? What kind of country do we want to have? So circling back to the beginning of this rant, which has been very cathartic, by the way, Andrew Giuliani has no chance. The gotcha in this run for governor is he knows he's not going to win. De Blasio has a better chance at mayor than this guy has at governor. And New Yorkers don't even like de Blasio. Andrew Yang is going to be New York's next mayor. Stick a pin in that for 2022. But this younger Giuliani run, this is the Lufthansa heist we've talked about in several past episodes of the East West Grind podcast. How do they do it? How do they pull off a Lufthansa type of heist over the eyes of the American people? They get donations from Americans, kind of like the whole win a golf trip with Trump and Lindsay, like that scam. But they funnel the campaign donations into their shell LLCs. Look up the Trumps and Cancer Foundations. They bury campaign funds in with consulting fees and whatever else they pay their kids and friends and family to do. Do you see it? Do you see it now, ma'am? Sir, you didn't see you were getting set up on the second win? I can't. can't. I'm out. I'm going to bed.
right, guys. I am out. See you next week. Remember to like, share, subscribe. Subscribe. Move this podcast around. We're going after Dan Bonjino, guys. I think we got him. guys as usual I got your back guys peace